Stone, President and CEO of Junior Achievement of Southeastern Pennsylvania. We equip young people for economic mobility and the pursuit of their own ambitions. I'm excited to have uh, Dr. Savoy from the School District of Philadelphia join me today. She's currently the Assistant Superintendent of Academic Services. She will be transitioning, however, to the Deputy Superintendent, Chief Academic Officer for the Allentown School District in November. We've worked together for many years. She's a tremendous advocate for young people, and we'll get to work together in her new role, which I'm really excited about as well. So before we kind of jump into our topic at hand today, which is career readiness, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and how you got to this work. Wow. Good morning, Stephanie. Good morning. So I have been in the field of education professionally for 29 years. In the School District of Philadelphia, I've held every instructional position from substitute teacher through chief academic officer. So I've been a school leader, district leader, and um, an instructional leader. Um, I have two children. One is 23, and she's actually a teacher in the School District of Philadelphia. And I have a son who's 19, and he's in the seminary to become a priest. In addition to that, um, I have a bachelor's degree, two master's degree, and a doctorate degree. All three of my higher um, degrees are in education and educational leadership. So I think she cares about education, yes. <laughs> in case that has not been clear. And, and I've seen firsthand, um, you know, having worked with you, just your commitment to young people, your Thank commitment you. to excellence. Um, I remember being in conversations where I've learned a lot from you, just even how we talk about the work, how we talk about young people. Um, and I'm happy that you're staying in, in this work yes, and in yes, this world too. and definitely in a community that JA serves um, in this region. Um, so when you think about, you know, your, your career and, and your current role and the role that you're going to take on in the future, when we think about academics, I think a lot of times people who are not in this world think about traditional mm -hmm. academics. Um, and I know from having done this work for 25 years, and I know that you feel this way too, when we think about career readiness, it's so much bigger um, than just traditional academics. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about what yes. that means to you? So we majorly focus on the four core content areas, English, math, science, and social studies throughout a child's academic career, pre-K through high school, and sometimes even in post-secondary education. But there is a purpose for that. The purpose is to ensure that when students finish their academic or while they're in their academic careers as young adults, they are prepared for careers. They are, they are prepared for the workforce. And it takes more than just having the academic ability. It's the intellectual capacity. It's the essential skills, the power skills. It's an interest. It's career awareness career exposure, and career immersion before students or young adults make the decision about what career they want to enter. Not necessarily stay in, but enter. And all of that schooling and all of that education should help students develop critical thinking and transferable skills. So if I chose to be a teacher and I entered the teacher, the teacher education program, then I decided I wanted to be a scientist, I still have that skill set to allow me to make those decisions and still be successful in life. So I, I don't know if you know this about me. Some some folks that are close to me do, and you, and you may know. So I'm a first-generation college student, grew up in Philadelphia. My parents were teen parents, uh, definitely had very little guidance um, in terms of my own kind of education and career pathway. And I remember um, the moment that it changed for me and why this work is important to me is when I did an internship my second semester, mm. senior year in college um, at the district attorney's office in Philadelphia. And I remember the day and the experience I had when I saw a young man on trial for murder. I mean, I could visually see myself in that, in that seat in the courtroom. And I said, I do not want to go to law school. 
I want to do something before we get here. And I remember that experience being so incredibly transformative for me around that internship. I also remember I wish I had it a lot earlier in life because I was literally getting ready to graduate Mm -hmm. in a month. And so you you, kind of touched on this a little bit, but I think sometimes we've got to convince people to go beyond English and math and social studies, et cetera. And really, this isn't a this isn't a nice to have. This is a critical need for our young people. Okay. So you can talk a little bit more about the importance of doing this yes. in middle and high school, not yes. even just in high school. So where we focus are in the middle and high schools and in the school district of Philadelphia, we actually begin in third grade with the career and education work standards that are uh, mandatory um, uh, standards of education or academics that we're supposed to infuse into our curriculum for students. But this is important, and I'm going to share examples. As a matter of fact, your experience is totally opposite than mine. So I went to uh, Saw High School, mm-hmm. which is an agricultural school in yes. Philadelphia. Yes. Graduated, and we are first generation, too, my, my siblings and I. And my mother went to school with us. She was in college the same time that we were. Okay. And so it's a, an extension of, of Saw is Delaware Valley University, which is now college. So, and they gave money to students of, of color because they needed scholarships and they had to increase their diversity. So a lot of us went to Delaware Valley. Did I mention what I had a major in? No. But when <laughs> I was in Seoul, I was a um, floriculture major. Okay. So I went to uh, Delaware Valley because I wanted to be a landscape architect. I wanted to be cute, draw the circles. I knew all the genius and species, and I was going to sit at the desk and design. They had me in a, um, I had to go to Doylestown Hospital. And prune a tree. I had to climb the tree and prune a tree. Then I had to dig a tree, fall and burlap it, and plant a tree. I decided I was not going to be a a landscape architect. But I didn't know what I wanted to be. I just knew that we had to go to college. That was enforced for us. But we didn't have experiences in any career awareness or exposure that would tell us what or inform what we would be interested in. And we went to the same elementary, high school, and college. And we all have different majors except my brother who studied, and he actually, he's actually in that major. So this is important because even in the school district of Philadelphia, our students start their high school um, selection process in late September, October, such, of their eighth grade year. So really, this is the student's seventh and, and before and whatever proceeds, well, the grades that precede seventh grade, that is actually informing parents and students about the school selection process. What, what are they interested in? What school cor- what courses offer the courses that they need based on a specific field and such? And what extracurricular activities are at the school that align to their career interests? So it really starts early because whatever high school the child actually goes to, that is the foundation for experiences beyond high school. What career interests they're in? Can they go right into employment? Is it, if it's college preparation, can they go right into college preparation? And do they have the necessary courses to be successful in college. So in order to do that, they have to be, and we stress that, you have to be in, make informed decisions. And when we say make informed decisions, we're not saying make permanent decisions, but you are aware early on in middle school what is available to you in careers based on your interests. And we also use a tool to collect that data, and it's called, we use the, um, it's, a, it's Naviance. Um, that is a a vendor that we use, a partner that we use to help collect the data on career interests. So from as early as third grade, students are documenting their career interests so that when they get to the school selection process, they can make informed decisions. And then it goes all the way up until the 11th grade. So students should be preparing an exit plan from middle school, an entry plan into ninth grade, and then beginning in ninth grade, 
we're supporting students in creating exit plans for post-secondary, and those post-secondary exit plans become entry plans into post-secondary opportunities. So we go as far back as third grade, all the way through, and we really look at uh, workforce demands in Philadelphia, universal workforce demands, where we see um, jobs that exist now and may continue in the near future. And we also have to remember, Stephanie, that we are preparing students for jobs that don't even exist yet. So it's not about I'm preparing Malika to be an educator. I'm preparing Malika with a skill set that will allow her to be successful in the future, opportunities that we don't even know about yet. There's so many nuggets that I want to pull out of this conversation. So there's three in particular I'm going to highlight. One, just to underscore the comment you made around the value of these opportunities and learning what you don't want to do mm-hmm. is equally as important yes. as you as you want to do. And we both kind of had that experience, and I'm sure many people have. Our career paths definitely are not a straight line, um, exactly. and we've got to learn what we're good at, what we like, et cetera. So I think that's really important. Um, you talked about college, and similar for me, and I think definitely a lot of first-generation college students, the focus was go to college, just yes. figure it out and go to college. Mm-hmm. The conversation now is college and or other options, exactly. right? So I'd be curious if you can touch a little bit on, as we think about preparing young people for life beyond high school, mm-hmm. when we think about apprenticeships and post-secondary education, what does that look like for you? And how do we, how do we need, I know it's a loaded question. Yeah, we could be yeah. here all day, but it's not college or it's, no. it's an and these it's days. An, it's an and, especially in the, with the students that we serve um, in the school district of Philadelphia, we spent a lot of years, many years around college access because we know we were dealing with and supporting students who had been disenfranchised or marginalized in our community. Um, so we wanted to ensure that they had opportunities for post-secondary education. In that experience, we realized it's not just ensuring that students had opportunities for post-secondary education, but financial literacy is a part of that. Not just that you get the scholarship in freshman year, it comes with requirements, and it may not be available in the sophomore year. So how are we preparing students to be successful, not only academically if you're going to college, but um, financially you're able to sustain your college um, um, enrollment? In addition to that, we also learned that our st- all of our students are not interested in going to college. And the more uh, this generation of young people, they want to be entrepreneurs. They are not staying in jobs like we did until I'm going to stay here until retirement. They want to explore. So how are we ensuring that students have um, variation in experiences is also important. And a lot of our students now, they want to be their own. Uh, they want to have their own businesses. They want to be more creative. And they want... Um, financial, uh, what is it, financial uh, satisfaction very early, right? Absolutely. So um, we have offerings that align to, especially when students um, are in 11th and 12th grade, they participate in dual enrollment, so they have college-level um, courses. Uh, we have one program where our students spend their entire year in um, college, so they get their senior credits, and they have a full year of college courses on college campuses. In addition to that, we have many apprenticeships and internships opportunities for our students to participate in in 10 through um, 12th grade aligned to their career. Prior to that, our work experiences, work-based experiences start, I think, in eighth grade, and we work very closely with the city of Philadelphia, and Philadelphia works to make, that, make sure that that happens, and now with junior achievement to make sure that that happens. In addition to that, we have um, a Korean technical education programs. What we are really drilling down in in the Korean technical education programs, not just ensuring that students are completing the necessary hours, but they're earning those certifications while they're with us 
So if they want to extend their learning in the trade, they are already leaving us prepared for employment and they can still um, further their education and learn more. When you were talking about it's not just college, most of our students are in college and are employed. Most of our students are in trades and are employed, and some of our students go straight to the workforce. And I always say that from an accountability perspective, we are responsible for increasing the graduation rate, ensuring that all of our seniors in four- and five-year cohorts of, of seniors uh, that's starting in ninth grade and such um, graduate on time. It's more to that because we can exit students, like we said earlier, with the, the um, appropriate number of credits and um, passing, but are they prepared to enter the workforce and or be young adults and or be successful citizens in Philadelphia? The mouthpiece is what are they doing after they leave us? How well did we prepare them? Are they prepared for post-secondary opportunities, whether it's more further in their education, workforce, or a combination of both? In addition to that, a lot of people are going to school and starting their own businesses such as this. They have the podcast. They have YouTube, they are on, um, what do they call them, influencers, they have all of that, and they're still in college. And I think that they, our, our young people this, this in this generation have many more opportunities and much more awareness opportunities than I experienced. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the last thing that you mentioned, and it's, it's even related to the, the opportunity piece, we collectively in education and partners like JA are really thinking about how we're preparing young people for jobs and careers, we don't even have yes. any idea what they're mm -hmm. going to look like. I mean, even when we think about AI now, yes. I couldn't have imagined some mm -hmm. of the uses for that even just a few years ago. And so I know I've been struggling with and talking to colleagues about this balance between kind of general preparation around 21st century power skills and then specific industry-specific skills, because yes. we know that's what employers mm -hmm. are also asking for. So how are you thinking about balancing those two? Interesting. So we, we do have, um, I'm going to say, specific foci. Uh, right now we're launching, I believe we launched it yesterday uh, or the day before. We, because we are educators, we realize that there are, um, there's a high need for educators, especially good educators and educators in Philadelphia and other urban areas. So what we've done, we have dual enrollment programs. What we've done is actually um, we're interested in juniors high school juniors who are very much interested in being um, educators, and we're kind of wrapping our arms around them. They'll receive mentorship, coaching, dual enrollment in education courses, and the goal is that when they, and they'll do this their junior year and their senior year, this group of juniors would have to attend um, their, the, the summer after their senior year in order to earn an associate's. Otherwise, the following juniors will earn their associate's degree with education courses and the goal is when they leave us, they come back to the School District of Philadelphia, participate in internships directly impacting student achievement and or enrichment um, during the summertime, and then go back to school and such. And so that when they finish their four years in their education program, post-secondary, they can come back and be employed at the district for um, education and specifically teachers. In addition to that, we focus highly on manufacturing um, trades for uh, manufacturing trades, um, Automotive trades, uh, culinary arts, um, not just in CTE, but outside of CTE, we have three schools right now that we call the 21st Century Schools Model, yes. um, which is an agreement with our teachers union, and I'm very excited about this. These are these this model is in three of our um, neighborhood high schools, which formerly would be comprehensive high schools. 
there is some CTE programming in there, but we created pathways for students. So it's Overbrook West Philadelphia High School and Bartram High School. And they needed, I believe, that the students needed something that would support them not only in graduating, but ready for employment at least, and then prepared for college at most, right? So there are, in um, West Philadelphia High School, the theme is around urban um, development. So there are three pathways in urban for urban development that are certified credentialing um, uh, opportunities for students, internship opportunities for students, and most importantly for me is the career awareness and exposure. So do we have people in that field now who are supporting students, um, engaging students in activities? Um, real estate is one actually that I think that their students want to participate in the project. Um, and then the urban development around farming and such is definitely something that is hands-on and students are learning skills that they can directly apply right now and in the future. Overbrook, we use their, um, the tradition of Overbrook was always fashion and entertainment. So we kept that and students are not just entertainment, but it's from the technology piece because I am a STEM um, proponent here. So not just the technology piece, but also the arts piece of their um, tradition and what art looks like now for students. So they have that, so they're earning credentials and experiences with well-known organizations throughout the city and throughout the country. And then in Bartram, we have manufacturing and um, automotive that we're supporting there, and yeah, manufacturing and automotive there. So there are opportunities that are outside of college prep and um, career and technical education, but it's also telling students, not only um, are you going to a neighborhood high school, you'll earn your credits, but here are opportunities to open um, your exploration and fields of studies that you may be interested in. We started with the ninth grade. So the ninth grade students, by the time they get to 10th grade, they're choosing a pathway. And we were very clear that a student doesn't have to stay in one pathway. If they're in one pathway, they find an interest somewhere else, they, can be able to, they should be able to go into the next pathway because the goal is, again, not just building in content and developing in content and fields of study, but also building those development, those skills that we just talked about, those power skills and those essential skills that cross all areas of workforce, all areas of um, uh, courses and or um, <laughs> just majors. That's what I was like, college majors, yes. So you guys have a little bit going on. Yeah, a lot, right, right. <laughs> Sarcasm. Um, you know, what I've appreciated about the district, but also you and your team, is recognizing how to bring in partnerships yes. to support this, you know, very grand vision mm -hmm. that you have to ensure our young people are future ready. So could you talk specifically Excellent. about, I'm going to turn it over to J.A. for yeah. a second, you know, what about our partnership is exciting to you? So it, when we first... Um, when we first met and we were talking about the partner, our partnership, we were very much focused on financial literacy. And I'm so glad to see that it is becoming fruitful now. And not just financial literacy um, for students um, now in, in personal finance, but also the financial literacy that is necessary um, upon graduation, whether it is employment and, um, and or um, college. What does that look like? So we're building together the financial literacy cohorts and financial literacy courses, courses the implementation. JA has them, but we're building um, our process and systems to ensure students in middle and high school have opportunities to learn about financial literacy while they're with us. Not just learning it, but applying it. That's most important. Um, what I was most excited about just now was that JA sponsored 100 female students in the school district of Philadelphia, and they had an, an opportunity to listen to and hear from and learn from um, female 
business and um, leaders in the, the, the city of Philadelphia. So not only was it um, powerful as a uh, role models for females or people who identify as females, but it was also powerful to see female leaders in the city of Philadelphia who are responsible for the development of Philadelphia. And so we are always drilling into with that, uh, with our partnership is the community service piece. How do you give back to the community in which you live? And this, uh, this partnership with JA definitely allows us to focus on what's happening in Philadelphia as well as your personal development. And we, I, I, what I, we've been working on for the longest, and I hope it comes into fruition, is the finance part, right? So not only are we teaching the students the skill sets and having them have experiences and um, learning from others, but the finance park is actually the applicable part of that where students are actually exploring and applying their learning. So hopefully if it doesn't, if we don't develop one in Philadelphia, students will have the opportunity to visit other places that have them. You know, having been in my role now just about a year and a half and having worked with the district for <clears throat> 25 years, um, <laughs> You know, I'm really excited about, you know, the expanded partnership, yeah. you know, between JA and the school district and even the the vision we have for like what could be possible mm -hmm. in the future. So I look forward to continuing to work with the district and with the team on that. You know, we we can't do our work without volunteers and other partners, we meaning yeah. JA, but I know the district as well. You know, if you were able to share like one or two nuggets for corporate partners and volunteers about what they need to know when they're entering this work, what would what would that advice be? I would first start with, as a district, as, a, as an educational entity, we cannot do this work by ourselves. Partnerships are definitely important. And when we talk about partnerships, there's a difference. There's a partnership and there are the vendors, right? The vendors are who we pay. The partners are who we're working with because they have the same goals and visions for our students that we do. Not necessarily the vendors don't have that, but we're actually paying for those, those services. So there is a difference. I would like to say from a JA experience, you are a partner. So I'm telling you, you, you are <laughs> <Right>? partners. <laughs> but there are services, and we understand that, that we have to pay for. So you're both partner and vision. And I like to look at you as a uh, as JA, well, I'm going to say you, but JA <laughs> as a collaborator in this work. Because we're not just start. we're starting from scratch with this work as it relates to the junior achievement part, the financial literacy part, and then we just completed the Career Connected Learning Continuum with the City of Philadelphia and Philadelphia Works, which is something that every employer in the City of Philadelphia need to see so that they can understand how we're supporting our students through, from elementary through high school. What I would also share is that our students need employers and partners prior to the exit of 12th grade. Absolutely. In addition to that, as leaders, we need to hear from employers, from organizations about how our students, what they see from our students, and what they experience from our students when they're with them so that we know how to prepare our students even more for their experiences once they leave us. We only know what we know, right? And I always stand on the premise of we are the through. We are not the it. So if we are the through, we need parents, we need families, we need the communities, we need agencies, we need corporate sponsors, we need partnerships with organizations and businesses to ensure that what we're doing is not only academically preparing students, but is preparing students to work with you, right? Um, I also think that when people think about the school district of Philadelphia specifically, you know that we always are, we advertise our, not advertise, we share our academic data 
um, at board meetings, goals and guardrails. So all of that is public. The academic data does not exemplify who our students are. Absolutely. And it, we welcome the opportunity for people to see who and learn about our students. Visit the schools. Not, we don't just want the investment. We want, to know, want you to know who you're investing in and what expectations do you have for the investment so that we can work to ensure that we are meeting our goal as well as your goal. Thank you, and I appreciate the last comment. As a lifelong Philadelphian and someone who's been committed to supporting young people for my entire career, I can't agree more that it's so important to get to know our young people yes. and not just base decisions on data or what you see on TV, quite yes. frankly. Uh, so if you're listening and you're interested or curious and want to figure out how to support the partnership between the School District of Philadelphia and JA, or quite frankly, any of our partners in our eight counties, please visit southeasternpa.ja.org. We'd love to get you involved in our work. So anybody listening who wants to learn more will find a way to plug you in. And let's work together to change the rules of the game and give young people access to opportunities. Thank you for joining today. And I look forward to our continued partnership. Thank you. Thank you.